Your life is an opportunity. We live deliberately, relentlessly pursuing our goals. We don't settle for mediocrity. We work towards greatness. We are mindful of the process, but we demand results. We embrace our role as leaders, and we lead by example. There is no finish line. We are leveling up every day until the end. We are real men doing real work and getting real results. This is the path to excellence. Welcome to the Path to Excellence podcast. Today, me and Anthony are going to be diving in on entrepreneurship, small business ownership, and all things related. Um, who who wants to be a small business owner? Should everyone be a small business owner? Some people think that they're supposed to be employees. Some people think they can only be business owners. How do you make that decision? We're going to dive in and uh, what separates a successful small business owner from the one that struggles long term. So what's up today, Anthony? What's going on, brother? You uh, you look relaxed today. You, you leaning back in the chair. You feeling good? Yeah, man. I like this topic. This one's easy to talk about. I've always known who I was. Even when I was a little kid, I knew I could not do a nine to five thing. So it came easy to me. But I talked to other people. It doesn't you know, they're not so sure. So I want to dive in here. Yeah. What determines what choice you make? So when you say it came easy, uh, just to be clear, easy making money, easy um, running your own business or being in charge of it? Or was there a transition where you had to actually do some hard work and it was difficult at first? No, the easy part was the the decision. I knew I would rather fail as an entrepreneur than succeed as an employee. It just, it was just the way I saw my life. You know, when I graduated from college after like 11 years in high school and college, finally graduated from college, I got a job, a real job. I know it's horrible. I lasted for about six months and I I just knew I couldn't do it between the commute and getting up to an alarm and having to be somewhere at a certain time. I quit with no idea what I was going to do. I actually started playing online poker for a few years just to grind it out there. And I wasn't setting the world on fire, but I knew I could pay my bills doing it. So I did that just knowing I'll figure it out. Like I would do whatever I could to avoid a corporate job. I just knew it wasn't for me. So that was the easy part is the decision for me. Yeah. No. So, and and I want to make the distinction between easy and hard. And, you know, a lot of people think uh, small business owners or people who have their own company um, that like money automatically comes, things are easy and you don't have to do anything. And I I think the world would actually be a lot better if people understood the grind, like, Mm. especially this day and age, you see all these young kids talking about like the grind and being an entrepreneur and that shit is not easy. And I say this all the time. You have to give the young people credit because they're seeing things that we've never seen when we were younger, right? When I was younger, everybody was like, go to college, get a nine to five, sit at a desk, get a good comfy job. And I, I think we're starting to understand that we, that's not taking control of your life. That's actually going down a path that you probably didn't choose. And I want to be clear about this. There is nothing easy about running your own business. Even when things are going well, that's probably when it's the most difficult. You know, when things are busy and rapidly growing and moving, that's the times that it really takes a toll on you. Obviously, if business is slow and you're not doing well, it's stressful. But I would say there's no point in time to that. That is easy. Any of it. 100%. I agree with you. No, I just the easy part was me knowing myself. But the other thing about myself that I know is I love to hustle. I love to work. I just don't want to, you know, make someone else rich. I want to I want to do it for myself, you know. So I actually, you know, I take great pride in my ability to hustle and work hard and get stuff done. 
but I always wanted to figure it out. I wanted to make it a game. Like when I was in grade school, I used to buy wholesale candy and retail it at school. And I got a job at a baseball card store. So I would consign the cards from the store and bring them to school and try to make a spread there. And it's fun. It's just a game, you know, um, you know, buying and reselling. Those are great little experiments you could do to see if you like entrepreneurship, if you enjoy the hustle, you know, you look online or you go to a garage sale even, and you have in the back of your mind, what could, what could I sell this for on eBay? Those types of thoughts are what get you in the business mindset to how you can serve the broader market with a more acceptable product that you could open a storefront or today, like you said, a lot has changed. And in many ways, it's harder and more competitive. But on the other hand, there's more opportunity than there's ever been. You just got to figure it out. And it's never easy in real time. In hindsight, the opportunities, it's like, oh my God, that was so obvious. But right now there are opportunities and you don't see them and you got to really look for them. And sometimes you got to make a couple mistakes finding your opportunity, but you keep the mindset of how do I turn a profit in here? And it's a big game. No, 100%. It's it's a game, but it's I think it's a game worth playing. And another misconception I'll bring up, I want to I want to get your thoughts on this. Um, you know, people think being a small business owner, uh it's it's about the grind, the hard work, we get that. But they they also think it's just about how much money can I make? And I learned a long time in business cuz I've been, you know, I have my own business, second generation auto body shop and I've it's all I've done my whole life. Right. It's what I know. I don't know the other side, really. But I will say that a lot of people, for one, they think because you have a business, you're loaded, you're wealthy, which is not always the case. And the other thing, number two, is they think that everything you do is for money. Everything you do is for profit. What they miss or don't realize is that the only way to succeed and be profitable is you have to have a good service. You have to take care of your customers and you have to have a good organization with a good mission. If you don't have those things, it's not going to work. And I learned this in business for getting my ass kicked for two decades and watching my father get his ass kicked because you focus so much on the money because you need money. Like people don't understand you have rent, you have utilities, you have payroll taxes. The A lot of people don't understand that, that side of it. You know, a lot of people sit at a desk and they collect a paycheck at the end of the week, which is fine if that's what you want to do. But they don't understand the inner workings, right? They don't understand that, in order to succeed, you really have to be able to give a lot more than the average person. Give more time, give more energy, give more respect and kindness to the world. That's how you grow a business. The Path to Excellence podcast is not just meant to be listened to. You got to get involved. Jump in the Facebook group, Path to Excellence, our private free Facebook community, which is your look inside of the fraternity of excellence where we're doing the work. Join Path to Excellence on Facebook today. You got to put your balls on the line. Like pressure affects different people differently. And pressure motivates me and pressure keeps me going. So once I have that pressure that I know I have all these expenses coming due, I better hit my revenue goals or else I'm going to lose money. I love that. That is like, that's part of the game. And that means like you, you better hit the ground running. And some people don't like that. Some people want to want security and safety of a paycheck and i i think that's kind of what it comes down to is is seeking security versus you know being willing to take a risk and make it happen but you're talking about creating value and um you know like the money doesn't happen by accident like if you money is evidence that you've delivered something of value to the market because people aren't paying you for no reason 
You know, even someone that doesn't have employees, if they start a business and they're a solo practitioner, they've created jobs because they have vendors and they have logistics and all those companies are serving them. And then their employees are supported by that person's activities. So if you are making money as a small business person, you are creating value in some way. You are a part of the economy that is valuable. So that's yeah. what I have to say. No, that's good, man. And so it, it makes me think about the, we, we're having a conversation about competition. Um, I don't know when it was. Often we have these conversations, but <clears throat> a lot of, a lot of the the uh, thought process or the the mindset of um, living in the world and and just having things given to you or you can go out and buy them, the inner workings right is is the competition behind it. So if if you build a business and you have somebody competing with you, you have to be better in order to succeed, right? And then then they're gonna have to compete with you. I think what's happened and what I see people, they, they get into this role of um, apathy or like they, they no longer really care about what's the best, like who's providing the best service, what, you know, everything's just quick, cheap and easy. And I think that happens because we, we don't, <laughs> we don't have a free market system anymore. We don't have capitalism. We like to think that we do, right? We like to say, oh, you can go and do whatever you want, but everything is highly controlled. And I think it's that control that will ultimately will ultimately leads an economy to fail, right? When people are free to fail, when people are they, they have an idea and they go, I'm going to go and do this and see what happens. That's when great shit happens, right? That's what that's when creativity and people take risks and there's opportunities. Um, that's when you see the magic. I think so many people are stuck in this mode where they they don't really see the value in it anymore. Because it's it's me 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 it's easy easy easy, and um, I think as a as a society we all suffer. So the game changed, and there are new variables to the equation, right? You used to start a company in the 1950s or 60s. You maybe you started a pizza shop, and your goal was to be profitable like week one. You you wanted to make a profit, and that makes sense, and that's easier for people to understand. So it was. Um, easier for people, regular people to start a company back then. And then, you know, interest rates being artificially low incentivized not making a profit right away. It incentivized borrowing and the best borrowers in the world are now the richest people in the world because you're able to avoid taxes when you build your business on borrowed money. Now it's unfair for the regular person because the overlord type people have access to better financing and you know, they crush the margins. And now that's why you see there's less mom and pop pizza shops and there's more Papa John's and there's more Domino's. And by the way, if we have a pandemic, they're going to close the mom and pops and keep the Domino's open. And by the way, we're going to raise minimum wage. Domino's has robots making their pizzas and you have to hire someone. So I get it. It is much, much tougher today, but you got to figure it out. So you take the new variables and you're like, okay, these suck, but these are real. So how do I play the game based on the new rules and try to win? Yeah. So when you say overlords, you're, you're talking about Joe Biden, right? That sharp, witty young man who's ruling things. Everyone in his class, man, it makes no difference. Um, you know, in, in this respect, believe it or not, you might not like it. Trump is the same as Biden, is the same as DeSantis, is the same as Reagan, is the same as everyone. Um, they're in a club and you're not in it. So the overlords are the people controlling the banks, controlling the financing, the World Economic Forum. Uh, you know, it's it's about where you can get the loans if you want to be a billionaire. 
That, that's yeah. basically what it comes down to. So how do you think we, we, we make this message effective? Like how do we convince men that they, they have to get away from socialism and Marxism and they, they have to come on to the side of free market capitalism? Jeez, man. Uh, <laughs> that's a tough question. I don't, I don't know. I mean, for the, for the purpose of this conversation, which probably has another 10 minutes left, I think uh, it's an interesting question to explore. You know, it makes it sound like we don't think anyone should try to be an employee and everyone should try to be an entrepreneur. And I don't know that I believe that. I think a lot of people who think that about themselves are probably wrong and they probably have the ability to be an entrepreneur. But is it the best choice for everyone? I'm not sure how you make that decision. And certainly, you know, if you have a passion for medicine or law, well, law, you could start your own law practice and medicine, you can too. So what am I talking about? There, there's, a, there's situations for everyone that are unique, I suppose. I would encourage someone who had any inkling of wanting to go for it, though, to go for it, just because the freedom and the satisfaction of playing for your own stack you know if if you are an employee by definition you have to be paid less than you're worth because the company doesn't isn't incentivized to employ you otherwise so keeping all of your value that you create motivated me a great deal yeah so i would say there's you know in the grand scheme of things there's something to this where if we can get people to understand that no, no matter what you're doing you need to go all in right you need to add value if you're an employee Make sure the the company that you're working for, your boss, is not an asshole, right? Don't don't support people who you don't align with. Even talking about a job, right? There's a lot of woke culture now. You can get canceled. People are worried about saying the wrong thing. Get out of those positions. And and I understand this. These things happen. The change happens rapidly with societal breakdown. But you always have a choice. And I would say again, if you're an employee, you're working for somebody. Choose wisely. Right, support businesses and companies that you that you believe in their mission that treat you well, um, and I guarantee you, you'll see, you, you know, the, the companies that are unethical that, you know, that they're doing bad shit, man. They're 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 not going to sustain. They're not going to survive. Um, it's it's like the people who say, oh, you know, we need to boycott Walmart, and then they go and shop at Walmart. And you're like, well, why are you shopping there? It's like, oh, because the stuff's cheap. <laughs> well, you're you're part of the problem. Right. And, and I think that comes down to integrity. It, it comes down to living by the words that you speak. And um, of course, it's something hard to to hold yourself to. It's a high standard. Right. Don't if, if you're going to say uh, you support America, you don't buy Chinese stuff. And then somebody's like, oh, look, well, that's made in China. This is made in China. Yeah, we, I get it. But it's, it's a work in progress. Um, but my point is, ultimately, you know, going back to the question I asked you about how do you make people see that or how do you make a man see it? Um, I think a lot of people don't see the value that they have in themselves. And I think a lot of that is reflected upon their behaviors, obviously, um, you know, not taking care of their body, not taking care of their physical mind, um, not doing things that strengthen themselves. And, and I think this is part of that process, right? Not just your finances, but the direction you live your life, man, you have to make a choice. I'm going to go down this path. This this is the right path for me. Why? Not because it pays well or not because it's a cool company, but because what I'm doing, I believe in. And, and, and you know, it, it sounds cheesy, man, but it, it's what I tell my kids. You made two points. I can't wait to hit the second one. But the first one, you, you got to work your ass off. Like even if you're working for a company, give your best effort because that is actually the way you rise. You gain more skills. You become more competent. You take more on. And 
you, if you're mailing it in, there there's no satisfaction there. Trying to cheat your employer out of effort or work, it's not a good road. I've seen people try it, and I don't like that road at all. So, I mean, whatever you are going to focus your career on, I think it's a good thing to passionately do it and try to make the biggest impact you can, even if um, you believe what I said earlier about working for another company and making them richer, there's still value to providing value to yourself. The second part, finally, we can tangle a little bit because I'll shop at Walmart if they have the lowest prices because <laughs> the variables have changed. The game has changed. My job, I'm an independent investor. I'm an entrepreneur and I've been solo for most of my career with most of my ventures. And my game is to gather resources for my family. So the game isn't fair on me. Um, I am a real estate investor, but yet BlackRock gets better lending terms than me. That's wrong. I should get better rent lending terms than them. Um, but if I'm offered like if I'm offered low prices because we're doing horrible export import trades, I capitalize on them just because I'm playing the game, and uh, that, that's how I approach it. No, and, and I get that, and I don't, I don't disagree with it. Um, I think ultimately, when it comes down to me and I don't know if I, I hate to say this, but you know, there's, there's bigger things than the money, right? There's bigger things than uh, what's going to benefit me. And, and I'm not saying that that's your position, right? It's all about money, but I'm, I'm just thinking out loud here that it, it took me a long time to understand that, yeah, I needed to go out and make money. I needed to hustle. I needed to fucking crush the competition. I needed to be the best, you know, auto body shop in, in New York and, but there was also an element to it where I was, I, I, I forced myself to take a, a really cold, hard stare and and see the man I wanted to become, what kind of business owner I want to be. And I chose that I'm, I'm not going to commit any fraud. I'm not going to, um, you know, try to get over on my customers. I'm going to be as honest as I can. And I'm, I'm going to run my shop in a way that people actually trust me. And I learned, man, that that is the secret. That's the key to success is, is being open, being honest. So I think it's no matter what position you're in, man, it's you, you just have to really look at it. Like I think you said it before, right? If, if, you're, if you're going at something and you go all in and you're honest and you're doing your best, the money comes. And we don't fucking grasp that concept until it's too late. Until we're grinding and we're hustling and we're we're seeing, oh, who can I get over on this deal? Who can I fuck over on that deal? And then before you know it, you're surrounded by a bunch of people who are shitbags and everybody's trying to beat everybody. And it's it's not even that it's competition. It's like degeneracy. We've we've devolved into this plague where we're saying, you know, who can fuck over the most people wins. And <laughs> what I think's fucked up or is really disturbing about that is some of these people who rise to the top, they're complete sociopaths. They don't give a fuck about anybody, but society is so broken that these people get lifted to the top. And I think if we if we push back a little bit and we say no more, you know, fuck you, you're not taking my income tax. Fuck you, I'm not going out to vote. Those people won't be put in power. Those people won't be running big companies. The, the good people will run. And that might sound a little utopian, so. <laughs> Yeah, it's a beautiful scene. And I count on my ability to recognize when the time is appropriate for that, because as a people, I'm not seeing that we're ready for that. And I'm not a martyr. Um, I'm a I'm a player. And you mentioned the word integrity before. 
I feel like I have integrity because I'm telling you the truth right now. This is the game I play and this is how I play it. You know, if I was going around saying I support small businesses and then I was shopping at Walmart, I would have a major integrity problem. I do support small businesses, especially people that apply it, provide value. And oftentimes that value is obviously far exceeded than what you can get at Walmart. I like to treat my contractors extremely well because they provide value and then you build trust. So I'm not, I'm not always looking for the best deal just so no one gets the wrong idea. But I will, I will buy the lowest price uh, item I need from the lowest vendor. So to clear yeah, that up, isn't that just making a, a wise decision? That's how I look at it. Yeah, I'm yeah. just trying to play the game as hard as I can. But you brought up money a few times, and you know people struggle with money. Small business owners struggle with money. Small business owners that make a lot of money struggle with money, and I've seen this over and over and over again. And it's amazing, really. If you are a small business owner, you know, sometimes my wife will be like, man, how much do you think they're worth? They're making so much money. I always have the same answer. It depends on how good of an investor they are. And it all comes back to that. When you see people pass away in their estates, uh, they either, they're either large or nothing based on what they did with their money, how they designed their personal finances. So if you are an entrepreneur and you do have the God, you know, the ability to be successful and you've done that, the next step is to really look at, you know, what are you doing with the money? And, you know, some people live for the spend and that's cool as long as it's a deliberate decision. You know, it doesn't happen by accident. You don't sleepwalk into lifestyle creep and you're spending every dollar you make, even though you need it. You know, if you're going to spend it, just make sure that's a conscious decision because I see it over and over again in personal finance. It happens by accident. You don't pay attention to it and you end up just not saying, no, I can afford it. I buy it. And then, what is all that stuff worth? There's so much materialism in this country. And even if you don't think you're materialistic, it it, it happens unless you say it's not going to happen. It's not like you have to decide to make it happen. It's almost the default is you're materialistic in this country. You have to make a deliberate decision not to be. Yeah, but what if somebody tells you to fuck off, right? I, I just want to live my life the way I want. And, you know, I'm, I'm only here once. I'm going to have a good time. I'm going to ride it out. That's their prerogative. I mean... There's um there's a billionaire investor his name's Bill Perkins he wrote a book called Die with Zero and he's a huge philanthropist so he gives yes. a lot of money away poker player too and um you know that that is a deliberate decision he made he wants to die with zero and that's cool I'm just saying don't let it happen by accident yeah no and I'll say um you know there's this statistics on this that even people who have six-figure job salaries, right? Making two, three hundred, five hundred thousand uh, a year. Their expenses far exceed that and they have no savings, right? Their net worth is under a million. And that, that's, I, I don't know what the exact statistics are. Uh, millionaire Next Door, right? It's in that book. Great book. It, Great book. But it's crazy when you think about it. People really don't have money. They have, they don't have, the, the net worth is not there. They're not saving. Um, so when you, when you think about starting a business, or let's say you, you open a business, the likelihood that you're going to fail is, is extremely high because people don't know money. They might, you might know, like, I might know how to fix a car, but I have to learn how to run a business. I have to learn how to read a uh, profit and loss statement. I have to learn how to manage payroll. Like there's things that go beyond just, I can fix a car or like, you know, my, and my wife had to learn this. She's a, a cake decorator. She makes fancy wedding cakes, but she struggled for a long time until she started. She took a class to learn the business end of it. 
And then she was like, oh my God, and I'm charging so, I'm not charging enough on each cake. I'm not making any money. I'm like, yeah, well, welcome to my world, right? Welcome to figuring out how to grow and how to do it better. And it, it's a good thing, right? It's, it's not a bad thing. Figuring it out, honestly, that's what it all comes down to. And you will be overwhelmed with ideas. So many people have ideas and some of them are good ideas, but ultimately they don't matter if you don't execute them. There is so much theory and a lot of people selling the theory don't even have the results or the success. They might even have a good idea, but can you implement it? It's, um, it's a big thing I see in what business people choose. A lot of people choose a sexy business that's fun, that they can say, I own this business over an ugly business like, I don't know, sanitation or like, you know, cleaning offices or landscaping or Auto something. Auto body shops. Auto body shops, exactly. Practical things that people need, you will have a higher chance of success. If you're trying to create a new website or, you know, be the next YouTube star, you have a, a much worse chance of success. Now, maybe you make it bigger, but you're trading likelihood of success for pie in the sky. And I think that's a mistake I see very frequently. What about running a uh, fraternity of excellence where men are doing hard work and improving their lives and becoming better fathers, dads, and just men? This business that uh, we are partners in, I'm fortunate that I had success in my practical businesses to do this one because we're running a group that is, a, it's like, we're, we have to teach the market what it is. Joining a, a men's group that is based online, that meets up in person, it's not a usual thing. I didn't know it existed before I joined. And I talked to my friends and they're like, wait, I don't even understand this. So I feel very fortunate to work on something I'm passionate about. And that ability was provided by being an entrepreneur, by spending my money and investing my money wisely. And now I get to have this second chapter in my life where it's not about the money. It is about how much impact can I make on people? And as I said earlier in the, in the discussion, you know, money will come if I do a good job because that means I'm helping more guys. You know, there needs to be a buy-in for a group. It, it's a commitment and there are some expenses, but that's a point to it. And my goal is to help many men that have no idea that this tool is available because we've done such amazing work getting men from unhappy to happy with their lives. I'm one of them, you know, and from unhealthy to healthy, from disconnected family to happy family. So I couldn't think of anything that I'd rather work on. And that's why I'm doing it. And um, if you're starting out and your goals are financial success, do not start a men's group right now. Maybe 10 years from now, the market will understand it. But yeah, that, that's that's operating it. a fraternity. In a no, that's, that's solid, man. And you, you do, to your point, you, you have to have skin in the game, right? There has to be an investment to putting yourself in a spot that's going to make you uncomfortable, that's going to push you to be better. And you need to be around other men who have gone down that path, right? So that's collectively, that's what we are as a group. There's men at, at different levels inside the fraternity. Everybody's doing their own thing. But together, we're, we're trying to figure out what's the best value we can add. And um, I'll tell you what, man, like you, I, I didn't know it existed. I had no idea. But um, I'm, I'm glad something drew me here, right? I'm, I, whatever the universe, Jesus, Allah, whatever brought me to this place, I'm glad it happened. And I'm thankful because I can tell you that it's not, <clears throat> it's not just about leveling up. It's not just about improving your life. There are friendships that I've made with men inside the group. 
right? That I cherish that knowing these men standing shoulder to the shoulder with them at an event, going to an event, going to, you know, do something dangerous or that, you know, something that's scary or that we, we haven't faced yet, but having these men by my side and being able to, to live that what an experience. How could you not want that for other men? So being in this position, I will honestly say that I, I feel like part of my mission now, I have an obligation to let other men know what's going on. I can't keep it to myself. I can't tuck it away and say, no, the fraternity's mine. I don't want anybody else to feel this or have this. I want to spread the word. I want motherfuckers to know what we're doing here. I might not know how to do it the best way. Me and you are figuring that out. We got Zach. You know, he's he's crazy. He speaks very well. He gets you motivated and amped up. And when we three of us come together, man, you sit in that circle, motherfuckers' heads would explode being in that in in that five minutes of us hammering shit out. Anyway, I'm getting sidetracked. <laughs> I'll tie it together. You know, it's the beauty of business is you can create something that doesn't exist. Now, that might not be the best way to go about business, but the possibility is there. Or you could put your own spin on a business, your own flavor, do it the right way. You know, you, you're a customer of certain businesses and you're like, you know what, this business would be better if we did this instead. And you can build that and you can provide that experience that you wanted, that you needed, and you know other people will appreciate as well. So you get to paint the canvas of the world with your creativity, with your hard work, and the satisfaction when you do that, it's a beautiful thing. Hell yeah, man. That's well said. All right. That's a good place to end it. So you can find us, Path to Excellence Facebook group or the fraternityofexcellence.com. We got Peaceful Fathers online. You got Jeff Higg. And we'll see you soon. I think we're going to multiple times a week, but just you know, subscribe and you'll get it when it comes out. Thanks for listening to today's Path to Excellence podcast. Join the free Facebook community, Path to Excellence, and then head on over to fraternityofexcellence.com and join now.